Welcome to IBM Full Stack, a place where tech innovators can learn how IBM business partners leverage a unique and diverse ecosystem to deliver amazing results for clients. Hear from both business and technical specialists on how the IBM AI applications portfolio enables smart solutions and seamless digital transformation. Welcome to IBM Full Stack, an informal podcast focused on enterprise asset management, real estate assets, and weather products. My name is Paul Gatland, and I work in the partner ecosystem at IBM. And today, I'm joined from the independent research and advisory firm for Dantex by Susan Clark, Research Director for Smart Buildings. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. However, before we start, I just need to say this podcast is a personal point of view discussion. So today we're going to talk about the IWMS, or to give it its full title, the Integrated Workplace Management Systems Market. Let me provide some background. An IWMS system is an enterprise level business application that integrates five key components. So there's real estate, project management, facilities and space management, operations and maintenance management, and environmental and sustainability. So these five elements can be part of a single solution, or they can be a number of separate applications that's grouped together. Now, the goal for real estate data is to be in a single location, giving a single version of the truth, which will highlight ways to increase utilization and reduce cost. From Susan's own research, the global expenditure on IWMS software will reach $534 million in 2020. And obviously that figure is pre-pandemic, so uh, I'm sure that may have changed and perhaps Susan will comment on that as we go through. So if we just move on to the first question. Susan, how has corporate real estate management changed over the past 12 months? Wow, that is a big question, Paul. I guess what we have seen through our research is that corporate real estate and facilities management is actually undergoing a major realignment with the whole purpose and vision of facilities management getting redefined. One of the big changes we're seeing is that employee demands are now reshaping workplace propositions. Now that we have all adjusted to working from home, we all need a really good reason to come into the office. This has forced firms to both rethink and enhance their workspaces. Uh, We're seeing through our research that employers are really acknowledging that workplaces need to offer healthier, human-centric spaces that don't necessarily drive just productivity, but really aid in supporting collaboration and social relationships. And what we're also seeing that increasingly attracting and retaining talent uh, really does rely on a favourable and flexible hybrid working proposition. And a really kind of interesting part of this is all of this change is leading to the role of the corporate facility manager getting redefined. Uh, We're seeing through our research and all of the conversations we're having in the sector that very often the corporate facility as executive is today taking on a much wider scope of responsibilities. They are being forced out of their traditional silos and having to expand stakeholder networks to include um, 
forming relationships with IT and HR. We've even seen instances of forward-thinking facility managers seeing the home as an extension of the workplace, and they're starting to implement programs to support staff that are working at home. Uh, So there really has been a lot of change, and a lot of it is actually very positive for the sector and an opportunity for corporate real estate managers and facility executives to elevate both their role and purpose within the organisation. Thank you, Susan. That was a really insightful perspective. From my experience, looking at the market, I would agree with all of your points, especially around the role of the facility manager and to the real estate executive changing since the pandemic. This leads me on to the next question. So keeping with COVID, how has the pandemic affected IWMS systems? Has, for example, the development been accelerated? Yeah, clearly the IWMS sector is undergoing a lot of change today and across multiple dimensions. So you mentioned there, Paul, product development. Uh, We've certainly seen through our own analysis that because of shifting buyer needs, particularly shaped by COVID, hybrid working, well-being and related factors such as portfolio production, that IWMS vendors have been forced to um, step up the pace in terms of evolving their products. And actually, if we look back at the IWMS sector, we do think they did a really good job in quickly adjusting their solutions to help customers, whether that's adjusting floor plans, launching new functionality to help users track the use of space for social distancing. We are seeing quite a lot of change in the whole IWMS space. Another big change we have seen, slightly kind of, I guess, to the side of the pandemic, has been all of the M&A in the sector. At Vedantics, we run a deal tracker and we counted 12 strategic deals across the IWMS sector in 2021. And that's covered anything from mega mergers to bolt-on acquisitions or even private equity investment. All of that M&A has been geared towards the evolution of the sector to kind of broader and more joined up propositions. I completely agree, Susan. Over the last 12, 18 months, there's definitely been a consolidation within the market. For a long time, there's been a number of small IWMS vendors. However, now there's a lesser number of larger vendors. Continuing to discuss integrated workplace management systems, do you feel the integrated part has become more or less important in recent times? My opinion is that the whole concept of integrated is actually more important today. But what buyers are looking for has really changed quite a bit. So I do think we are moving beyond the era whereby customers are looking for all of their data to be centralised on a single IWMS. Firms acknowledge there is no single platform that can manage all workflows and all of the growing volumes of kind of IoT generated insights that buildings are now producing. But going back to your question, I do believe that buyers today are eager for their IWMS to integrate with other systems in their building and across their business. Firms are looking for their IWMS to work alongside other business systems, whether it's HR systems, other legacy CAFAM systems that are in place, or even 
other prop tech systems that they have invested in. So I do think integrated is so important. We're not just talking about integration within the IWMS platform. Firms are seeing a lot of value in integrating an IWMS with other systems that they're using. And actually, if we look at investment into the prop tech space, 2021 is looking set to be a really bumper year for prop tech investments. We track prop tech investment and we have um, now kind of broken past the $9 billion mark this year so far. So clearly there is a lot of um, innovation happening in the sector outside of IWMS. And we're certainly seeing firms look to combine mature platforms like an IWMS platform with some of the innovative prop tech solutions hitting the marketplace today. Thank you, Susan. That's a really big number, 9 billion in 2021. Just following on from there and leveraging your knowledge and experience of the market, what are your predictions for the next 12 months? Oh, it's actually great timing, Paul, because the uh, Vedantic's analyst team have just published their 10 predictions for 2022. Let me give you a few highlights. Actually, we can understand what is going to happen next year by thinking about three big mega trends. So the first big theme that we expect will shape 2022 is going to be the continuation of COVID. Even though many of us were expecting that COVID would start to kind of die down in terms of its impact on the smart building space in 2021, we are seeing very clearly that new variants are drawing out the impact of COVID much longer than we expected. This is going to kind of prolong the need for corporate real estate and facilities managers to leverage and invest in pandemic management solutions within buildings. And we really expect the kind of rise of new variants will bring business resiliency and anti-fragility programs back to the fore. The Dantic survey data that we captured just a couple of months ago by interviewing nearly 300 corporate heads of real estate and facilities showed that firms are anticipating technology solutions such as employee health questionnaires, air quality tracking to be important in buildings for the long term. Um, another macro level theme for 2022 is we're expecting to see the emergence of what we're calling second-generation hybrid working programmes. Now, clearly this year, firms have already been implementing, testing and iterating various versions of hybrid working. What we're anticipating will happen next year is that firms will launch enhanced models that both fix what hasn't been working and will offer employees much more thoughtful flexibility. And within that, one of the big changes is we're anticipating the focus of hybrid working will transition away from a focus on productivity to a driving collaboration and social relationships. And then the final big prediction for next year is the rapid emergence of the decarbonisation agenda amongst both building occupiers and also landlords. We're predicting landlords are going to launch more detailed plans on how they intend to meet their net zero pledges. And that's going to bring together different initiatives such as electrification, energy efficiency investments and carbon offsetting. 
the penny is really going to drop for landlords. They're going to realise that holding on to a carbon intensive portfolio is actually a risky move because buildings in the long term that are carbon intensive and have poor energy efficiency uh, will really risk losing value and be more difficult to let out. And then looking at building occupiers, I think one interesting prediction there is we're anticipating that real estate owners and operators are going to build on existing energy efficiency efforts by launching much more sophisticated energy strategies. And rather than it being simply about reducing the overall energy consumption, it's going to be about more sophisticated building-to-grid interactions. The idea is that buildings with more flexible power consumption can benefit utilities as well, helping them to avoid transmission constraints. Also, there are financial incentives for the end user. They can often open up new cost savings by taking part in demand response schemes and even reducing their exposure to peak power. So even though 2021 has been a year of change across the real estate sector, we're anticipating things will definitely not slow down next year. And it's going to be another exciting year with lots of change right across the sector. Well, thank you, Susan. That was really interesting, especially it felt to me that there were two main themes around your predictions, which was in terms of hybrid working and just dealing with COVID and then also the environmental aspect, well, which I'm sure has been driven by you know, the COP26 agenda this year as well. It's been a fascinating discussion with you and I very much enjoy your knowledge and insight into our market. So I'd just like to thank you for your time today, Susan. Thanks for having me, Paul, and look forward to continuing the conversation with you next year. You have been listening to IBM Full Stack. If you want more information on how to join our tech ecosystems as a business partner, or if you have further questions about how IBM AI applications can help your business, please see the contact details in the description.